Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. Hope you're having a fantastic Veterans Day today. And uh, to all of our veterans around the state, around the nation, and those serving around the world, uh, we are very grateful for your service and for your defense of freedom so that uh, we can do what we do back here at home and in our communities. And that's an important day. It's an important day to remember it's an important day to give thanks. It's an important day to make sure that our veterans are getting the things that they need. Uh, I have always said uh, when I was in Washington that the most important thing for Congress to do and for the president, again, of either political party is to make sure that our men and women in the military, that they have very clear objectives in the things that they're doing, that they have the resources they need to accomplish those missions that when they come home, we keep our promises to them as veterans of this country and that we always keep our promise to those families of the veteran, of those who serve and who don't come home. Uh, so we, we have to keep those things in mind. I want to do a quick run through as we get launched here on a Monday here on Inside Sources. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I had one of my favorite days of the year on Saturday. Uh, in my neighborhood, we have the beautiful tradition of the 1K Donut Run. Run. Uh, some of you have been part of that. Some of you have heard me talk about that before. Uh, first Saturday after the election. Uh, and it's just an opportunity for the community to come together. Uh, and it's always one of those things that gives me a, a great deal of hope that everything's going to be okay, regardless of what's happening in the political sphere, regardless of what's going on in Washington or up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, I know that the real strength of our state, our communities, and uh, this nation are what happens in our neighborhoods every day, every weekend. Uh, and so this year in our 1K donut run uh, in our neighborhood, uh, the the proceeds were going to a charity, as they always do, and it was for a, a group that's that's just helping build just very simple homes in El Salvador. Uh, and we had a, a great group there and a, a great time. And, of course, a lot of donuts. I want. I know some of you were worried if I was going to achieve my goal. My goal this year uh, was three donuts uh, and a cup of hot chocolate, which I did achieve uh, without too much trouble. So that was a, a good thing for the day. Actually, the, one of the great parts of this 1K donut run, again, 1K is uh, about a half a mile. It's the length of our street in our neighborhood. And uh, Adrian Lopez, an 11-year-old, 
actually won the race, uh, beating out a couple of college students that uh, were running towards the front of the pack, and uh, little Adrian just snuck right through and out-sprinted them at the end. So big congratulations to Adrian Lopez, uh, part of the 1K Donut Run uh, down there in Cedar Hill. So that was a, a great thing. Uh, we also want to make sure that we're giving a shout-out uh, not just to all of our veterans, but to all of the organizations and, and businesses out there that are doing special things for veterans today. And uh, one in particular, uh, good friend Chad Pritchard and uh, his folks down at Fat Daddy's Pizzeria in uh, Provo, uh, appropriately on Freedom Boulevard on a day like today. Uh, they're doing some things for veterans down there, two slices of pizza and a drink down there at uh, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. And if you know of a business that's doing something special for veterans today, shoot that in on our text line, our Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. So if you know a business that's doing something special for our veterans today, let us know. Uh, we'll give them a shout out. And also, if you would just like to give a shout out to a veteran today, a veteran in your life, uh, in your family, in your community, make sure you do that on the text line today. And uh, we'll read some of those as we go throughout the program. Uh, so big day on on Veterans Day. Uh, I have to tell you, some, we have some interesting things coming up this week on Inside Sources. You're going to want to make sure you lock in your 11 to noon or make sure you're uh, getting your KSL News Radio app rolling or that you're watching our podcast as they get posted. Uh, we're going to have some really fun conversations this week. And uh, one in particular, I had the opportunity over the weekend uh, to do a an interview with Doris Kearns Goodwin, a noted historian. She's done major works on Lincoln, uh, Johnson, who she actually worked for in the White House, uh, Roosevelt, and so on. Uh, and she was here in Salt Lake City this past weekend for the Sutherland Institute Gala and I had this wonderful opportunity to sit down with her and uh, and talk about some of these things. And she made a, a really interesting comment in her prepared speech on Saturday night. She was talking about some of the uh, divisiveness in the country, some of the challenges we have in getting to compromise and getting to positive solutions in our nation's capital. And she made a really interesting point. She said, one of the things that prepared the way for compromise was that it used to be that you had 75% of the members of Congress had military experience, had served in the military. So she, she equated that to the fact that they had fought for a common goal, that there was that common sense of vision and mission. And because of that, even though they may disagree politically, they were still able to get in a room and hammer some things out and get some things done. We did a quick check here at, at KSL. We were in, in the newsroom uh, talking about, well, what is that statistic today? We've gone from 75% of members of Congress having military experience uh, to this Congress, the 116th Congress, uh, just having 18%. Just 18% have had military experience. Although it is interesting to note that uh, there were actually more freshmen in this congressional class, uh, new, newly elected, uh, that had military experience, and they've had in quite some time. And particularly, there were a, a large number of women uh, who uh, have military experience and are veterans. And uh, we're actually going to talk to uh, Jill Atwood coming up here at 1120 about uh, some of these things. She's with the uh, VA. She's the communications officer there. We're going to talk about some of these women veterans and what they need, what they get, what they're asking for, what they should be asking for. Uh, so stay with us here. We'll get that uh, coming up here at 1120. We'll also have Jason Comstock with us today. 
uh, has a great podcast, We Happy Few, uh, talking about veterans. And we're going to talk particularly about the oath of enlistment, what that means and uh, why more of us should be familiar with that today. Uh, And then we're going to continue to to, uh, monitor what's going on in Washington. We've got hearings coming up later this week. And I want to give you some insight before we're done today in terms of what you should watch out for and what you should not be deceived by. Uh, because there's going to be a lot of things flashing up on your television screen, on the Internet. You're going to see all kinds of interesting headlines and fundraising things in your email box. Host of things are going to happen on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And we, we just need to make sure we are not being deceived by what I call the fake fight followed by the false choice. So stay with us. We have a full hour, as always, here on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We'll go ahead and step aside. Stay with us. When we come back, Jill Atwood from the VA will join us right here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today on Veterans Day. And uh, our best wishes and our heartfelt thanks to all of our veterans out there. If you missed our first segment of the program today, we are asking people to call in or to text in uh, if you know different uh, establishments or businesses that are doing some things for veterans today. We've had a couple on our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Black Bear Diner does a free meal for veterans today. Uh, Lee's Marketplace in North Ogden is giving free lunch to veterans today. Uh, We mentioned earlier that uh, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria down in Provo uh, doing a couple slices of pizza and a drink for our veterans today. And there's a host of others out there uh, as a great way to just give thanks and give back uh, to our extraordinary men and women who have served this country. Uh, Very excited to have join us now on the program, Jill Atwood. Uh, Jill is fantastic. She's the chief communications officer at the VA and Salt Lake City Healthcare System uh, and one of the great advocates for our veterans. Jill, thanks for joining us uh, on a very special day today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Boyd. Thank you for having me. But you know, every day is Veterans Day for me. Yes, and it should be for all of us. That's a really good yes. point, Jill. We all should be doing that. And uh, some of the things that you've done and, and your advocacy to make sure that one, that we are keeping our promises to our veterans and to their families uh, is so important. One of the things that I wanted to touch on with, with you today was, was some of the non-traditional veterans. Sometimes we, we have this image in our mind that a, a veteran is an older person uh, and a, an older male person, for that matter. Uh, tell us about some of these non-traditional veterans and uh, what you're seeing for them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that the face of veterans is certainly changing. Of course, the face of the VA is changing. I mean, it's not just the older gentleman that we picture now with maybe the Vietnam veteran hat on or the World War II veteran. Uh, through the halls of the VA, we see a lot of women veterans. Uh, we see, you know, the title of veteran now goes to aunt, mother, Mm. sister. 
And we also find that, that many of our female veterans don't even recognize as veterans. They will serve uh, maybe four years or maybe they're still in the military or they're guard and reserve and have deployed to a combat theater. They come back and they don't even realize that they are now technically called a veteran and that they have benefits available to them. We also have um, a lot of Native American veterans as well that a lot of people don't realize how much of an impact they have had on our armed forces and their contributions as well. Oh, that's uh, that's so important. And uh, I want to go back and talk a little bit more about some of these uh, these great female veterans. It's been interesting just in the sure. national uh uh, politics. You've got uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who's has kind of become a face for uh, a young female veteran who's now running for president, member of Congress. Uh, and I also want to point out, Jill, that you are a veteran, and we want to thank you for your service. Uh, but what are some of the interesting challenges? You you mentioned that some of these women don't even see themselves as veterans. Uh, does that mean that they're not accessing some of the things and some of the resources that they should have available to them? It's true. Uh, many female veterans don't identify as veterans, and we actually have a specific women's program, a women's clinic within the VA to serve the unique needs of veterans. And there's and there's many things that go along with that. A lot of veterans are single moms, they're working moms, they don't have the time to access the care. Many are, are paying health care premiums when they when they really don't need to. So what I'm hoping is, you know, between doing outreach events like this and elsewhere around the community and just word of mouth, that we can let female veterans know that they are in fact indeed veterans. Um, we have all kinds of programs specific for women veterans. Boyd, we also find that, that women veterans may be hesitant to come to the VA because of their experiences in the military and not all positive. So everyone knows that, you know, 80% of our military population, our veteran population, are male. So obviously the VA is, is, is a lot of male veterans. And many women don't feel comfortable with that. Um, and that's exactly why we have a specific clinic that's separate from our uh, normal primary care clinics where women can go in and it's private, it's comfortable, they can see a female provider and enjoy all the veteran benefits that their male counterparts would, uh, but not necessarily have to interact with them. So that's a, that's a huge barrier for many female veterans. Uh, that, that, that is such a good point. I appreciate you uh, raising that, Jill. If you're just joining us, uh, we have Jill Atwood, uh, Chief Communications Officer at the VA in Salt Lake City Healthcare System, uh, joining us on the line today. Uh, and again, as we, as we honor and celebrate our veterans, we also want to make sure that they're all accessing uh, the promises that we have made to them as a country, as a government, uh, to make sure they're getting what they need uh, for their great service in the defense of freedom and, and all that we hold dear here. Uh, in, in just our last couple of minutes here, Jill, you, you mentioned Native American um, and, and minority veterans. And again, these younger veterans who may not associate naturally, uh, that they're, uh, they're not the older veterans that we often talk about. Um, and I want to uh, drill down on that as it relates uh, specifically to mental health uh, and that part of the care. We know that is so important uh, to access that, to ask for help, to reach out. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you finding? What do you hope people will remember on this Veterans Day? Well, 
I'm hoping that folks, let's face it, everyone knows a veteran. I feel like a veteran has touched every aspect of our lives, whether you know one in the neighborhood or you're directly related to one. So first of all, I think it's always important to thank them for their service or even just acknowledge that they were in the military and say, hey, you served, right? What, what branch did you serve in? Where did you serve? And then maybe take it a step further. If you know a specific veteran who has served uh, overseas at some point, a, a combat-related tour or even not a combat-related tour, ask them how they're doing. Uh, the emotional well-being of our veterans is, is um, just high on our mind always. And and also suicide prevention. Here in Utah, we have a, a ton of Guard and Reserve who are deployed overseas. And that can be particularly challenging because when they come home, they don't have that uh, regular military, regular army unit to fall back on. A lot of them just go straight home to their families, to their jobs. And there's that readjustment period that can be really, really difficult. Wow. But veterans do not have, they do not have to suffer alone. We do have resources available to, to all of our veterans. The big thing, Boyd, is they're so humble. Veterans are so humble, and they always want to leave the, the benefits and services to others that they think need it more. Well, that's certainly not the case. And the VA and our healthcare providers are only as strong as the veterans that use us. So, um, we're hoping that a veteran knows that they don't have to suffer in silence. And if you're a family member and you can give that veteran an extra nudge, please do so. We're always here. And they can walk in 24-7 and ask for help. Oh, love that. And uh, I, I think that's so critical, uh, both for our veterans to know that they, they need to reach out. And for family members, members of the community, we need to reach out, ask, listen, uh, get together, talk about it. Uh, it's so important that we can have even these uncomfortable conversations we've got to learn to get comfortable with those uh so that we can move everybody forward in a in a very positive way uh jill atwood oh go ahead jill it's treatable i I just wanted to say one more thing Uh, post-traumatic stress uh, emotional distress after a deployment or after service isn't isn't a life sentence it's very treatable i've seen amazing amazing results and people go on um, just to live extraordinary lives. So it is treatable. Oh, fantastic. And I, I really appreciate you pointing that out because I think the, the mental health component is so in, important. Whatever uh, stage of life you're in, whether your service was a long time ago or a few months ago, uh, know that you are not alone uh, and that you can get through this and that there are better things yet ahead. Uh, Jill Atwood, thanks so much for joining us today. And to everyone, I want you to remember that we honor best those who have served by living our lives with excellence today. Jill, thanks for all you do at the VA here in Salt Lake City. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Again, that's Jill Atwood from the VA. So important uh, for all of our veterans to make sure don't do this alone. Don't do this alone. Reach out. And to all of us in the community, those who haven't served uh, we need to reach out and make sure that we are doing this together. This is a part of the great strength of this country uh, and part of the things that really make America an extraordinary place. All right, stay with us. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. Uh, we will talk some more about uh, the oath 
that our military people take, why that's important, why we all could take a few lessons from that. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Veterans Day today. We're going to continue our focus on the importance of Veterans Day, why it matters, why it is something we need to remember. As I said shortly before the break, uh, we honor best those who have served by living our lives with excellence today and by taking time to say thank you and to reach out to make a difference for somebody else today. Very pleased to be joined in studio now by Jason Comstock. Jason is the co-host of We Happy Few with thank our own much. Amy Donaldson. Jason, thanks for coming in studio with us today. Happy to be here. This is a great day. So. Uh, and first, thank you for your service. Uh, you. As a veteran, we've been able to interact uh, a few times over the years and appreciate what you're doing to uh, to, to bring that happy few together. Uh, we were talking with, with Jill just before, uh, talking about those that do get isolated, that isolation is really the enemy of the veteran. And uh, so tell us some of the things that uh, that you're working on in that space. Well, so uh, when we started the store, the uh, podcast, We Happy Few, you know, we really wanted to enable veterans and really their family members, because yeah. I think it's important to understand that, you know, it, it's wonderful to say thank you to the veteran, but don't forget about, you know, the spouse, the girlfriend, the husband, the children that, that yeah. were left behind as a result of that person willing to serve. You know, I think about my own sweetheart. When I was deployed to Iraq, we had five small children, mm-hmm. um, and I really think I had the easier job. I knew where each one of my meals was coming from. I just had to go over to the chow hall, right. and she had to make sure to take care of those things. So when we started the podcast, we wanted to share those stories. We wanted to invite veterans, especially because they isolate so much, to get out and share a story and maybe share an insight that, that you wouldn't otherwise hear. And that's, the I think, the advantage to, to having a, a veteran myself asking another veteran. It's really interesting. Every time we interview somebody, they, if, especially if there's a spouse there, they always say, you know, they've never told me that story before. Oh, wow. And so, and so I think just that helps avoid some of that isolation because you get out and you share a story and you realize, hey, my story's not that different than somebody else's. That's right. That under, understanding that they're not alone, that other yeah. people have gone through it, feeling the same thing, the same guilt, the same emotion, the same, the same challenges for sure. Uh, Jason, I want to I want to get into a little bit to uh, something I know you you covered on the on your latest podcast uh, that I find just so fascinating and so important, and that is the the oath of enlistment. Uh, most Americans probably don't even know what that is or what that means, uh, but I think it means everything uh, to those that serve our country. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I'll start out by saying I don't I don't have it memorized, but I do remember enough that that when I when I swore that oath, it says, you know, that I, Jason Comstock, um, swear to defend the Constitution uh, of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, mm-hmm. and and to obey the orders of the President of the United States and the and the officers that are appointed over me. And and there's a few other things in there, but but for me at the time, it was a promise. I made a promise that um, when called upon, I would answer that call, and. And it's interesting because one of the things that I found is I've talked to a lot of other veterans, especially about the oath. They all say the same thing, that, 
that even though technically the oath ended when their military service ended, for them, the oath never stops. Never ends. It, it never ends. It's, it's, it goes on continue. And in fact, numerous uh, veterans said, if I were called upon today to serve my country, I would answer the call. Oh, I love that. That's, it's so powerful. Uh, just listening to you say that, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, Winston Churchill's great, uh, great line from World War II as he was trying to rally his people. He said, you know, to every person there comes that moment when they're figuratively tapped on the shoulder and given the opportunity to do something special, unique to them and fitted to their talent. Uh, but then he cautioned, he said, what a tragedy if that moment finds them unwilling or unprepared for what could have been their finest hour. You, you've been involved in some of those finest hours, and you've been able to help others tell stories of many of those finest hours. But it's because those men and women in the military were willing and prepared for that finest hour. Tell us about but that. For me, though, I mean, I'll be honest. I um, I didn't want to go to Iraq. I didn't. When I signed up, I didn't. You know, to, you know, I can't wait to kill the bad guys. That right. wasn't that wasn't on my mind. It was how do I serve my country? How do I defend my family? And, you know, and all of those things that are important to me. And, and there was a time, you know, I know when I first got home, um, that it was difficult. It was, you know, you find yourself, as we talked, isolating and staying away because nobody understands, nobody knows what it's like. But then once you are willing to put yourself out there, you realize that number one, there's a lot of people that that do understand, but there's also a lot of people that, um, although they don't understand, they want to, and they yeah. want to stand beside you and help you and whatever it is that you're trying to carry at that very moment. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got Jason Comstock with us. He's the co-host of the podcast, We Happy Few, uh, which you, which you have to listen to. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, one of the other things that I, I love that you, you've pointed out, Jason, is, is in that oath, uh, it doesn't say doesn't say uh, obey the orders of the president of the Democratic Party or the That's Republican right. Party or, you know, this Congress or that. Uh, it's a little different than that, isn't it? Well, and the other thing that's important to me is it says that I will defend the Constitution. It doesn't say I will defend the president. Right. right. I will defend the Constitution of this yeah. great land. Um, whether Again, whether those enemies come from inside or outside. Yeah. And then I will follow those orders. And I, th- I think it ends with... Um, um, as long as they are uh, applied to the regulations or the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And right. I probably did yeah. mess that up. No, I think you got it just right. According to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Absolutely. Oh, that's uh, that's great. So uh, we have just a, just a minute or so left, Jason. And uh, I want you to, to just share with us, um, as you've done these these podcasts, as, you, as you've talked to these veterans uh, give us one quick story of uh, someone that either just inspired you or, or surprised you in terms of where they were uh, as a veteran. So I have a, a friend. First of all, I appreciate the, the chance. In fact, this friend just recently deployed uh, a second time. And um, based on his mission, his job was to identify high-value targets and help call in coordinates so they can take out that enemy. Yeah. And he did that. He did his job. And at one point, he comes back from a mission and they're applauding him for doing his job. And there's part of him that, you know, happy to have done his job, but he also feels bad because here's a father, here's a husband, here's a brother that will not go home. Mm. And I really appreciated, um, in spite of the work that he was doing, he didn't lose his humanity. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's so important. And, and, uh, I I can't remember who said it, but someone used the phrase that the, that the reason a, a member of the military is great, not is not because they hate what's in front of them, but it's because they love what's behind them. Absolutely. That is, that's, I, that's a great quote. I really appreciate that. Uh, Jason Comstock, uh, co, uh, 
uh, anchor there on uh, We Happy Few. Where can people find your podcast, Jason? So if you go to uh, loudmouthproject.com, you can find all the episodes. Also, uh, KSL News Radio app has all the episodes. So it's We Happy Few, and and we're just excited. And I would say if you know of a veteran that that has a great story or wants to share their story, and I would add, I think every veteran has a story, please reach out to us uh, on our webpage, and we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk to them. Fantastic. Jason Comstock, we happy few. Uh, again, you can get it right there on the KSL News Radio app. Don't miss that very important conversation. Jay- Jason, thanks for being with us on Veterans Day. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. When we come back, uh, our final segment of the day, uh, we're going to talk about remembering and why remembering is really the disease we got to watch out for in the nation. We've got to remember better. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. We'll be back. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio on Veterans Day. Appreciate our guests today, Jason Comstock and uh, Jill uh, Atwood from the VA. Uh, great insight from both of them on a Veterans Day. Uh, I hope you are taking a moment today. Even if you don't see a veteran today, it's still worth taking time to just pause and just say thanks. Uh, even if it's in a, uh, a quick thought, a quick note, um, it, it matters and it makes a difference for all of us. And that remembering is so important. Uh, for years, I have said that that which we ignore or forget, our children may never know. And what our children do not know, our grandchildren will not possess. And so remembering matters. Uh, we do need to remember the fallen, which we do on Memorial Day, and we often do uh, during uh, the commemoration of Veterans Day. Uh, but remember, the veterans are here. They're with us. And so there's no excuse to not remember these great women, these great men uh, who served our country, uh, who have sacrificed much, and to their families. Uh, I love that Jason pointed out over and over again that you know, it's the families, it's the children that are, are doing without a mom or without a dad or without an uncle or an aunt, a uh, sister, a friend, uh, while they are deployed and, and serving around the world in the cause of freedom. A uh, few things are, are more important. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again. What we ignore or what we forget, our children may never know. And what our children do not know, our grandchildren may never possess. And that is so true in the, in the cause of, of freedom. A couple of things as we round out our uh, one-hour edition of Inside Sources. Remember, Dave and Deb from 9 to 11 every day, and then I'll take you from 11 to noon here on Inside Sources. And always a lot of ground to cover in a short period of time. So make sure you're uh, with us. Plan your lunch accordingly. Get that early lunch rolling. And then make sure you pick up the podcast on ksl.com or on the KSL News Radio app. If you miss anything, uh, you'll want to go make sure you, you pick that up as well. So I want to spend a couple of minutes, a, a quick preview. Remember, I, uh, most everywhere you turn, you're going to see things about uh, the investigation going on. The public hearings will begin on the impeach, impeachment inquiry starting on Wednesday. And there's going to be a, a lot of shiny objects. There's going to be a lot of members of Congress breathlessly running to microphones to make statements. Uh, it's a, a couple of things to just keep in mind as we roll into this. Uh, There will be a lot of fake fights and there'll be a lot of false choices presented. And we're going to talk about that starting tomorrow. Uh, What is real and what do you need to know? So make sure you stay tuned throughout the week this week 
here on Inside Sources uh, to make sure you know what to be looking for, what to avoid, and what to flat out ignore, because there is a lot. Uh, So make sure you stay with us on all of that. Also, uh, put a note in your calendar. On Thursday this week, we're going to share my exclusive interview with noted historian, Pulitzer Prize winner, New York Times bestselling author, Doris Goodwin, who was in uh, Utah over the weekend. Uh, We're going to share some of her insight in terms of history and leadership, leadership in turbulent times, uh, which may have a familiar ring to it. Uh, There's a lot of that going on in our country. We are in turbulent times, and it is a time for better leaders, greater leaders. So we'll talk about what she learned from history that is applicable today. And more importantly, what are we doing? What kind of history are we going to leave for future generations? What are they going to learn? We we often throw out the, uh, the old expression, those who do not learn from the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. And I, I was able to ask Doris, what what is, are the people in the future going to look back at 2019 and say, yeah, we're going to learn that lesson. <laughs> we're not going to make that mistake the way they did. Uh, and so stay with us uh, here on KSL News Radio and in the pages of the Deseret News. We're going to feature my exclusive interview with uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. Again, she was here for the Sutherland Institute Gala over the weekend, which was a just a fabulous event. All right, in our remaining couple of minutes today, I want to focus as we talk about remembering, as we talk about focusing on things. Uh, there's been a, an interesting debate of late uh, around, you know, what is socially acceptable uh, when it comes to selfies, especially in sacred places, uh, whether that's at uh, places like Auschwitz or Dachau. Uh, others have talked about, you know, Arlington Cemetery. Is that the right place for a selfie? Uh, and I've shared before an experience I had with a couple of my children, uh, Sarah and uh, my daughter, Sarah, and my son, McKay. Uh, we went back to uh, Washington and, and went to Arlington. It's one of my favorite places. That is uh, hollowed ground uh, and so powerful. Uh, it is a place you can go and not say a word for several hours and learn more than you could uh, watching or listening to anything else. And so we went there, and uh, as we stood there in front of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, uh, there is such a strength there. It's it's unique. It's deeply powerful. Uh, if you just learn to be still for a minute, uh, there are so many priceless lessons to be learned. And one of the things that I learned when I was a, a chief of staff back in the Senate in Washington, D.C., is the sentinels, the sentinels who stand guard at the tomb. Uh, if, you, if you haven't studied them, go Google that. Uh, there's some very fascinating YouTube videos that tells you the commitment of uh, these sentinels who stand and stand guard at the tomb of the unknown. Uh, so I was there with uh, my daughter, Sarah, my son, McKay. And of course, everything goes still when they start that changing of the guard ceremony. It, it's one of those unique things uh, in the world. And we stood there. There, were, there was a crowd of people, as there always is there at, at Arlington. And everyone just fell silent for about 30 seconds. And then all I could hear and see was the crowd positioning so they could take selfies. And my, my daughter, Sarah, she leaned over to me and she said, dad, they're, they're missing the meaning of the moment by trying to capture it in a picture. Now, pictures are a great thing. Uh, I'm not anti-picture in any way, shape or form. I'm not a big fan of selfies in any setting, uh, but they were missing the meaning of the moment. They were so worried about trying to capture it so they could post it on their Instagram page or Facebook or their social media spot 
that they were missing the meaning of the moment. And that's that's what I fear the most, is that in trying to capture these moments, we're often completely missing the meaning of those moments. Uh, we, we've all seen that annoying helicopter parent uh, at the school play or the band concert or the sporting event who's constantly getting in everyone's way so they can capture little Johnny or adorable Jane just perfectly framed in a video that they're going to post later on on social media. Uh, and again, I'm not against capturing those kinds of things. That's fine. But often I, I think we as a society have gotten to the point where we're so worried about capturing it, we're really missing anything that has any meaning about it. And so we have to do that because part of what we do is is as we strive to put ourselves in the front of that selfie, we're, we're kind of putting ourselves in front of everything else. And especially on a day like Veterans Day, our veterans are often standing in the background. Our veterans have put their lives in the background so that they could stand in the forefront of the fight for freedom. And so many of those veterans who you know, had their most thrilling moments when they watched somebody from another country vote for the very first time to have that freedom or the freedom to assemble or the freedom to speak their mind for the first time. Uh, that's what these veterans do. And they don't just do it for us. They've done it for countless other people all around the world. And so as we go through this Veterans Day, uh, I hope all of us will say thanks to a veteran, will show gratitude to a veteran, We'll say a prayer of thanks to the veteran, and then that we'll do something about it. Uh, there's much that can be done. There's much that needs to be done for our veterans. And let's make sure that we are a grateful nation, that we remember these things, and that we pass them along. As always, as you go out in the world today, remember, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Listen at home or anywhere you go. Brought to you by Any Hour Services, KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio. This is Utah's news station. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.